Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. On today's episode, we're helping you pack up, say goodbye, and start life afresh. It's our How to Move Well episode. We're also helping you welcome new neighbors in the most proper of ways. We'll offer tips and tricks for hitting the ground running and a few what not to do as well. Plus, luxurious 90s bedrooms, why house arrest may be the ultimate form of self-care, and what may just be the best new potluck party theme idea we've ever heard. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to the Welcome Home podcast. It's moving day, sort of. I guess this is perfect for welcome home. Yeah, we're talking about moving today, like packing your bags and moving. But it's a big time. I don't know if your neighborhood is like this, but there must be a thousand for sale signs. out. There are a thousand for sale signs. I think what's happening is after the recession, you know, everyone's finally coming out. I mean, it's taken a while, obviously, but there are more houses on the market than I've ever seen. And people here just move within the same town. I don't know if you have a lot of that, but like they'll kind of flip houses. Did you ever see that movie that was so good that like, was it, what was it called? It was the one that like explained the mortgage crisis through like a story. It was oh, so the, good. It was like very like very the big short. Yes, was it a big short where um where like uh um Michael they, Scott is in it, but he's a yeah they, yeah where they explained like de- default swaps or whatever it was or the Wasn't how that they such how a they good movie? yeah how they packaged all the junk bonds or the the low rated um yeah. credit things together yeah it was yeah. quite interesting it was so wow. interesting like i finally understood what happened it was such a good movie but remember the scene where they're like down in florida trying to figure out if it's a bubble or not and he like drives down the street and every time every other house is a for sale sign and he's, he just gets on his phone it's a bubble it's a bubble it's a bubble yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time i drive down the street and i see that like that's what goes in my head is michael scott saying it's a bubble yeah, but- I think we're in a double bubble, which now reminds me of the chewing gum because it's like you can't build anymore. Like building prices are through the roof. Like nobody can afford to renovate anymore, but everything's for sale. So it's like, what do you do? You just move to a new house, but then you just can't put any money into it. I don't quite know what people are supposed to be doing. You know, I don't even want to put money into a house. What I want to do is I want to buy a house. So I'm so tired of going to open houses, um, (laughs) which I love going to open houses. It's totally my passion. But then when they all look exactly the same. And in my neighborhood, every house is brand new. It all looks the same. Do you know what I'm bringing back? Outdated kitchens. Okay, that is what I was going to say. Like nothing makes me happier than going to the neighborhood that was like really hot in the 90s and seeing like how like wealthy people in the 90s, like what they thought was like a a necessity. Like I have to have a wet bar in my bathroom. You know what I mean? Like I really (laughs) need to have a bidet. Um, Yeah, if you definitely. And your wood paneled sauna. Um, Yeah, totally. The 90s was a time of. Yeah. wacky wacky overindulgence um, yes. it just makes yeah. me so happy because i can just picture shelly long and true beverly hills living there in like her bathrobe drinking avion and it just with the, so <laughs> with the faucets that look like golden swans <laughs> 
there's so much good stuff. But the funniest thing is like, we've really spruced up our house, like in a lot of areas, we've made it beautiful. And I keep telling people, I'm like, well, you know, we've done our house. And the first thing anyone says is, so you've done your kitchen? You've done your kitchen? I'm like, no, not even have we not done it. We have no plans to do it. And it's actually started to be a badge of honor the way I just might, like, I might spruce up the whole house and leave the kitchen. <laughs> Because everyone expects you to have such a flashy kitchen. So I'm just not going to do it. You know what? It's right. like when you go to your grandma's house. It's cozy. It's like no one's touched look. this in 30 years. Uh, grandmother's kitchen. Let's be honest. Like I still get like a really, really warm feeling thinking about my grandmother's kitchen. Um, You guys, Graham has an electric, um, oh, what's it called? A can opener. Like an install. Like I got rid of that because so many people made fun of me, and I usually never gave to peer pressure. That was one of the. Ironically, that was you know it's like one of those you have to undermount on a counter, um, and that to me was like a staple. Like you know we move. We talk about moving. This is perfect. When we moved into our house, I was like, we got to get this up stat. <laughs> Which I think we've talked about before because I have an electric one that I pull out from the um, from the cabinets and plug into open cans, and people have bought me a new can opener because they were so like that's so pathetic nope I remember really noodling that was a very important thing to me to get up and running was my electric can opener and, yeah we've why we thought we're too too good for those now well this is exciting we have green chef sponsor we, we have a bunch of sponsors man bam it's a crazy day but we'll be short with it um it almost makes us feel like we have a real job girl <laughs> Kirsten makes me call this a hobby <laughs> okay so let's talk about green chef what is green chef hit it uh, well, you were going to do this part, Graham. Oh, okay. How Green Chef is, Again, sorry. pretend this is a real job, Graham. <laughs> Green Chef is a USDA, USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every single kind of lifestyle. Um, Green Chef basically lets you choose from a different, wide variety of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. And basically, the ingredients come pre-measured, they're perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. They make Green Chef makes cooking easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. So basically, they can basically do the grocery planning for you, which I know is very important for a lot of people. Um, Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. I, um, we got to try Green Chef, which was so much fun. And my favorite dish that I got in my, um, although it was a hard call, but in my package was beef salt. I'm going to try to pronounce this properly. Saltado patties. Mm-hmm. Which They're are really, really good, good to us. They send us a lot of food. We've had a lot of different food. Um, but it was so good. It was like a beef patty with bell peppers and red onions. And like, it's the sauce. Like that's, that's the thing I can't do myself is like, I can't come up with the, the right sauce for that, you know, and that, and like to have it even already made. Oh, it was awesome. So I loved that. That is a value add. I agree. That is totally a value add. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we have a special offer. The website is greenchef.us and um, the code is WHpodcast75. And it's a little bit different than other offers. You're basically going to get $75 off. That's $25 off each of your first three boxes. So you go to greenchef.us slash WH podcast 75. So basically that's cool. You can try a lot of meals in three boxes. Uh, Um, And also just, just so you guys know, Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh. So we have loved HelloFresh in the past um, and we've, we love both brands. So we just like people who make meal planning easy. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to help me cook dinner, you've got my business. Yes. So Green Chef, HelloFresh, they're both awesome. We have loved them both. Um, But thank you, Green Chef. 
So what is going on today? Today we got the idea about our episode because we had a sweet guest um, write us. She's we not had- a guest. She's a listener. She's a listener. That's but she's you know she's can be our guest. Uh, do you want to read her question? Sure. We are a military family who move every two to three years. We are preparing for a move. In order to celebrate our time in this current location, as well as to honor the friendships we've made, we plan to throw ourselves a goodbye party. This will also be an efficient way to say goodbye to many people at one time. We found that when we move, it's such a busy time. We don't always have time for one-on-one with one-on-one with individuals, which is totally true. It's like the busiest time in your life. You don't have time to be super social. But my question is, how do I word this on an invitation? It feels awkward to call it a goodbye party since we're hosting it ourselves, but that's what it is. Um, And then she goes on to ask a bunch of other great questions about moving and, um, you know, whose responsibility is it to, to reach out? What about meeting new neighbors? What about um, what can you do to help people who you know who are going through a move, moving announcements? So anyway, she's got a lot of great questions about moving, and we're going to address them all. So thank you for this. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi, for this cool question. Yeah. But that's interesting. She's a military family. And I think I remember, I mean, really, think about all the hellos and goodbyes you have to make when you're, con- I mean, I guess if you're around other military families, you kind of get good at it. But I like the idea that she's hosting her own goodbye party because that really does, I remember we've moved a ton. You know, there's just lovely, well-meaning people who always want a little time to say a formal goodbye. And I just remember it adds up and sometimes it gets a little bit crazy. So the idea of hosting your own goodbye party and inviting everyone, that's a nice idea. Right. Well, and I think also when you and I were talking about this in prep for the show, we were saying that it's also, it sort of seems like such an awkward party because saying goodbye is so awkward. You know, <laughs> it's not a fun party. It's like, going to a, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't sound like a fun party. Um, but I will say in the military, uh, there was this expression that people would, because it's always like, you know, you're always like, uh, okay, well, you know, Give me a call if you're back in town, especially the people who it's like, you know, there are people who definitely will call when you're back in town, but then there's those people like, I loved having you in my life, but like, this is over now. You know, this is not going to be like a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's like the awkward ones. And so in the, in the military, they would always say, um, you know, it's a small army. And that was so helpful because then it was like, Hey, guess what? In two years, we might be stationed together again. And so that was a really convenient thing about the military was you could always be like, hey, maybe I'll see you in Japan. And like, maybe you'll see them in Japan, you know? That's a nice way to do it because I do have a tendency to like slip out under the cloak of night. Totally. (laughs) Totally. But but in the military, they'd be like, it's a small army. So yeah, I don't really love the goodbye portion. So I'll definitely, I'm one of those people who, if it's time to move, you'll just kind of like, I'll, I'll do it quick. I'll rip the bandaid off quickly. But wait, did okay, you the other thing it? I'll say though, Graham, is you're not a big social media person. And so like, there are people who I honestly feel like I know more about their lives now since they moved away than when they lived in town because they're like super social media. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that is interesting. Like you kind of do virtually keep in touch with people so much, e- so much more easily now. That's true. Well, I have a dear friend um, who moved abroad and overseas with her two, her two darling girls, and I get to like watch them enjoy Europe. Um, and they're just there for a while. They're kind of stationed over there, in a sense. And it's been so fun to watch like her children go all about Europe and take all these cool trips. It made me think so much. I have never had a formal when in all of our moves. We lived a ton of places. I've never had anyone pack my boxes for me. That seems like a very luxurious thing. Have you ever had like a formal yes, mover come I in? Have. And pack? One time in my life. Because what the military pays for it, right? The military pays for it. And it was like we sat in the car. Gosh, it's all coming back to Michael Scott. We sat in the car on our again, let's date ourselves on my uh-huh. iPod uh-huh. and watched um, the office on iTunes while people moved us. 
and it's really really crazy yeah like they will literally pack up everything when you're in the military i've seen it done before they everything you know right and i thought it and i honestly being a control freak i kind of didn't want to hand that over oh yeah it was it was luxurious it sounds very because i've always i've always made my boxes put my stuff in like wrapped all my stuff i mean i've never had a mover yep just that one time it was amazing although i um did not do that ever again i did it by myself with small children yeah but it was huge and also i went and i went and researched a bunch of articles about moving Mm -hmm. and um and the liquor store boxes is a big thing because that's really good for for putting cups and wine glasses and yeah and just (laughs) electric can openers and stuff like that no but like for for all of your your glassware that's like Mm -hmm. the number one helper thing right and costco Um, also does have a lot of wine um wine boxes too so that's oh have you ever thrown a bon voyage party no, I haven't. Have you? No, because no, it sounds like a terrible party to throw. Okay, well, I found another article called Going Away Party Ideas, and it was from Shutterfly. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. hmm, a packing party, that's kind of a cool idea of helping people. Oh, I remember one thing my mom told me a long time ago was when you're packing up, like sometimes people host unpacking parties, you know, and people will come over and help you unpack, which I think is a lot more hopeful and happy. But what they would do is they hid little like mini candy bars in each box. So it became like a treasure hunt. So that, you threw okay, a I don't know if this something. is a Phoenix thing, Graham, but that sounds like such a dangerous idea. Like it sounds like I would open my linens and just find melted chocolate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> melted chocolate. Yeah, I guess so. But if it was wrapped, you'd be okay. What about little mini bottles of champagne? I've heard about that too. You can put little minis, like hide minis all over and you do it like a little scavenger hunt so people can help you unpack. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm just, I, I can't get around the chocolate and the sugar. That's going to, that's not going to be a yeah, good Yeah, I feel like, but I, I think it's a kind of neat idea. Fine. Um, in like upstate New York, fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> we had you had one idea and then we realized it was dumb thanks graham you thanks didn't like that okay this episode um you can always do a going away dinner party i think that's nice where you bring the you, the people who are leaving bring them their favorite um dish or something along those lines well one of the things this article said that i thought was really helpful was not focusing on like the goodbye but focusing on the future so like if they're moving somewhere cool like your friend who went to europe you know like i don't know mm-hmm. where she went in europe like where'd she go London. London's. Okay, so super fun. So you could do like a London-themed party, you know? Yeah, that is kind of fun to get everyone a little bit excited for it. Right. And I guess if you're just moving. We have a lot of people who move in town. I guess you don't really get anything. You just bring. Well, yeah. Well, why would you have a goodbye party then if you're moving like in town? No, you don't. You don't. But they still need a lot of help. I mean, you still need all the th- I mean, it's not like it changes anything. Yeah. What, what think, are we talking about? You know about? what I think is fun is to bring – um. I've heard this, the key finder. What are those? The ring, the, the thing that you put on your key. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, not a square. Yeah, the, is it the square? Yeah, I think no, it's, it's the square. tile. Square squares for like when you have a business and you want to charge yeah. people. That's a cool idea. I heard that for a graduation gift the other day. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. to give Wait, I don't get it. Well, just because I feel like when you're moving, you're always like losing your keys. If people don't have tiles, that's a nice oh. gift to give people. I feel like those little things, like I always had, I always wore a vest whenever I was packing and moving and had like my roll of tape in it. And <laughs> yo, I mean, I had like, <laughs> it had my that must have looked really cool, Graham. <laughs> I always, cause you know, you have those, like you need a Sharpie in your pocket at all times. I mean, I was always Sharpieing something. So I'd always have like my roll of packing tape. Like you need a utility belt basically. 
You know what I loved? It just felt so fancy and like so indulgent, but it just made the movie, pr- actually it didn't even help. I just, it just, I don't know why. It just meant so much to me to have this. You know that like heavy duty saran wrap? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That comes in the roll. I just yes. gave someone some the other day. Oh, is it just amazing? Like, what is it about that? That's just like you were, I don't even know. It feels like you could. The way, have you ever had one of your suitcases? <laughs> Sorry, my feelings about it are too strong, apparently. Have you ever had one of your suitcases wrapped on one of those wheels at the airport? I've always wanted to try it. I've never done it. No, but I, yeah, I want to. I want you to. know how they like saran wrap your, yes. you know, and especially when people are flying internationally, I feel like they're yes. always like, it almost looks like a pottery wheel and they spin your, <laughs> they spin your luggage. You know what it is? It feels like, it feels the same way I feel when I see a wet bar in a fancy house from the nineties. It feels really retro. Like, like, well, okay. So here's my question, right? Like, how do they get away with that? Because there you go. You're like saran wrapping your luggage. Now, I hate to say this, but a lot of people who go to the trouble to like heavy duty saran wrap their luggage are kind of maybe the people who might get their luggage searched. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do you get away with that? Like then you put like, it like through. It's like, oh, this is going to be such a pain. Let's, <laughs> yeah. I, let's just assume there's no bomb in this one. Right. That- like we're just going to let that one pass because it's very heavily wrapped. I just don't <laughs> quite understand. I've always wondered that. All right. Um, okay. So. Party games are fun at a moving party. I like I like games. I like any party with games. Yeah, I, as I read this, a lot of it was just kind of like backyard campfire, breakfast for dinner. And this is wine and cheese. Shutterfly and like, that is so nothing dumb. to do with moving. So apparently, Shutterfly doesn't have any ideas either. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> just like throw a party and be kind and be nice. So that's dumb. Or um, I read a book where like they weren't allowed to say anything sad in the going away party. It was just a fiction book, but you know, I liked that. Yeah, just I guess it depends on the reason you're leaving. It always depends on the reason you're leaving. Like going to prison party? (laughs) (laughs) Man. Or just the new black party? I would not know how to throw that kind of party. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Super awkward. (laughs) You guys, you do it like fraternity style and wear really funny costumes. But you know what I think would be fun? Would be parties for people who are under house arrest. We knew a couple people who were on, I'm not, when growing up, we had a couple dads <laughs> who were under house arrest. That's really, really an interesting time of life. Now that's a fun party. Cause like you need people to come visit you. Can you imagine being on house arrest? Like, sorry, can, can I tell you what I would get out of today if I were on house arrest? I wouldn't have to go to the jump party. I wouldn't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just put on fake ankle bracelets and said that we were under house arrest? Sorry, I can't go to Taekwondo today, guys. <laughs> I'm on house arrest by government orders. That's the opposite of moving, I guess, is when you just bunker down in your house. <laughs> Maybe you just shouldn't move. Maybe that's yeah. the answer. Well, you know what I'm sitting here thinking? I'm looking at all these lists. Like we've compiled all this data and it's honestly making me exhausted. So if you're out there <laughs> moving, I feel so sorry for you. I'm so sorry. Like, and you know what? All these dumb gifts that people are suggesting you bring, you don't want, I know you don't want any of this, like a custom glass with your name on it. Like you don't want that. As a gift. <laughs> like, that's the last thing you want. You don't want any more junk that you have to pack. Okay, no. Well, so. here's the answer. If, if, you, if you get invited to a going away party, what you buy is you buy bubble wrap or that fancy saran wrap that we were talking about. That's or a pack of black Sharpies. Pack of black. Not, no, even that, Graham. That's like, still you're going to be like, oh, where, where do I put the Sharpies? Where do I put my office supply box? Like something that they're going to literally throw away if they don't use. Do you have a call, Graham? 
Yeah. <laughs> do, you actually, some, do you have somewhere more important to be? It's from an unknown number. I mean, it's even more. Answer, you know answer it on the air. No, it's probably my son's school. He's learned the terrible truth that um, if he calls and says something's wrong with him, he gets picked up from school. I'm trying Unless to break you're him on house habit. arrest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Less, less mommy has to keep a close perimeter. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I got a call the other day from the school because my son had a tummy ache and he was fine as soon as we got home, amazingly. Um, but I, I had my, my ringer off and I was in the other room working on a project. Uh-huh. And so I, it was like 45 minutes and you would have thought, I mean, I got a call from the teacher. I got a call from the school, which is all like, it's good on one hand, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's awesome. You know, like I, I feel like really glad that, you know, they can... Uh-huh. They're, they're taking care of my kid, but it was so funny because I was like, yeah, of course they're calling me. Of course they're like, where are you, Mrs. Dunlap? Uh-huh. But um, do you remember like just waiting in the nurse's office? Oh, for hours. Oh, right. hours. Nobody came for me. No. Well, and if your mom, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, which me, meant it was even harder. Like if she had an office, they could have called the office. But like, you know, who knows where my mom was? The grocery store, like in and out, <laughs> running errands, at a workout yeah. class, you know, like who knew? So- right. But Maybe then they call the dad in the school in my sister's room, you know, but like nobody knew, no way to reach her. So. Yeah. But then, right. What did they want my dad to do? My dad was like at work in Manhattan. Like that would have taken all day for him to get home. What was he supposed to do? Did they call him? I don't know. I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> I just I remember know. like sleeping. I was just sitting in the nurse, sleeping in the nurse's office. Yeah. They had those little beds, the stinky little beds. Yeah. yeah okay. they were full of probably like typhoid fever. <laughs> Lice and measles. Um, we should talk. Hey, but sorry, your actually- mom's a jazzercise. <laughs> okay, this is actually interesting. We haven't touched upon this. I think my list that I compiled was better than yours. You have to think if you're about to move about emptying your refrigerator. And I always that was my favorite part of moving was seeing if I could eat like all the weird stuff in the refrigerator, like and getting it down to zero without any waste. Interesting. Like if I could find a way to use the Thai red curry paste and the um. Oh, I'll, I'll give you one for my fridge. I'll give you a real life example. Mm-hmm. The truffle honey m- mustard that I thought would be good, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And the green mint jelly from when I made lamb and my kids said, never make lamb again. We hate this. Oh, yes. Yes. The chutneys. <laughs> that's what you could do. Oh, that's a fun party. Throw a side door condiment party. Any. <laughs> That's a great idea. There, if you're hosting, I knew the ideas would come to me. Open up your, open up the side door of your refrigerator, and then ask everyone to bring their a box of their favorite crackers. <laughs> that is genius. Zero waste. Yeah, and then put it on. Put everything in the side door of your fridge out on a tray, <laughs> and then that's the party. Wouldn't that be fun? Actually, I love that idea. Or you could even you could even do that party before, like if people you know go away for the summer or like they're going away for a month. It's called like come over and like eat all my expired stuff. Or yeah, or what if you took a picture of your side door of the things in it and you said everybody bring something that will like help move this product along, right? (laughs) Like like claim one of the items. What if you did a white elephant thing and it was like bring the condiment that is not it's not gone bad but it's been in your fridge way too long that clearly this is not something your family's ever going to eat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like we're on to something here. (laughs) I like that idea. Okay. I think we've just discovered something really valuable here that we should be trademarking, but what real quick, I think we need to um, tell our, our good listeners about our next sponsor. Oh, we have a great sponsor. People that make this magic happen. (laughs) 
that are probably going to revoke all of our contracts. Yes, we have Carbona as our sponsor today. Wait, wait, and can we go back and talk about the fact that um, we got an email? We have totally been pronouncing their name. I don't think that email, that email came from the agency. I don't think it was just directed at us, to be perfectly honest. I think a lot of people, but I think, you know what, it actually gives them more street cred to have the conversation over what their name is. So, like, like how um, in Game of Thrones, how there was a Starbucks cup in and it's been, they, they, have you heard about this? No. Okay. So in, on this one scene, somebody had left a Starbucks cup on the table uh-huh. and, and like, obviously there was no Starbucks during the Game of Thrones days. And there, you know, there's so much that goes into the show and like all the, you know, obviously it's like a you know, movie and, um, and they were saying like, there's no way this was a mistake. This was an ad. It's like a million dollar ad because this has caused so much controversy. Wait, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Well, how do you understand what I'm talking about? There was There's a scene like- where they're like all sitting around and they've got like their wine glasses and their, you know, metal ale pots and all that stuff. And, and somebody had a Starbucks cup? And there was a Starbucks cup sitting there as one of the drinks on the table. You're making this up. No, you haven't heard about this? No, that's yes. amazing. Yes. No. So, so, but they were saying it caused so much controversy. Like Starbucks immediately tweeted, "Like we're surprised that Danny ordered a latte. We thought yeah, she was wearing a dragon. Like- well, there's like a new dragon fruit iced tea, and they're like that would have been perfect for you know. But everybody's tweeting about Starbucks, and it got so much airtime that they estimated it as basically being like a million dollars of free ads for Starbucks. Oh, absolutely. But it was an, it must have been an accident, right? Like nobody caught it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they're saying. Although, like, anyway, I mean, you know how weird people are about Game of Thrones. But like, this is an example of this season not being up to stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Controversial. <laughs> the controversy will never end. But um, well, well, my point is-, is, that's kind of what's going on with Carbona. Like, right. we're Game of Thrones. We've caused <laughs> this massive controversy. And really, yeah. like, it's just, it's just, yeah, giving them street cred. Exactly. Yeah, well, Carbone is a household brand that's been helping people live a life unstained for more than a century. Oh, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> How's that for experience? They're wholeheartedly obsessed with all things clean, so they've developed a wide range of solutions from laundry to carpet care that deliver impressively tidy results. There you go. There you go. It's so, like, if you, were, if you were, say, someone in Game of Thrones who got decapitated, but you wanted uh-huh. to save the clothes, you would use the specific stain devil for blood. Now, if oh. you're the guy who drinks wine and no things, so I can never remember his name, he he would be probably spilling some wine and yeah. he would use the Carbona Stain Devil specifically for wine. You see? You're right. You know yeah. So, so basically, that's the cool thing. They have all these like stained, uh, the stained devils. So and- do you think if the dragon had a little accident, you could use the two-in-one <laughs> pet stain and odor remover? Or do you think it's not designed for dragon? It's not a different product. I bet it's, they're so good. I bet it's designed for dragons. <laughs> Does it get out in dragon TT? <laughs> they even have a steam carpet cleaner that's oxy-powered formula with active foam technology. They have a washing machine cleaner. That was gangbusters. It like cleans your washing machine. That was yeah. very cool. So here's, um, here's, the, here's the point of this. There's a million little products that are all awesome and they're all mm-hmm. very specific because like you can't be terrific if you're not going to be specific. I, that's Absolutely. not their line. That's my line. Um, but it really is. They're like the most amazing products. They've been around 100 years. You guys have got to try them. Um, go on their website, carbona.com, C-A-R-B-O-N-A, or carbona.com, and use the code Welcome Home to save 20%. So again, carbona.com, Welcome Home, save 20%. Happy cleaning, and thank you, Carbona. And no by the way, just to clarify, I don't 
actually think of podcast as like Game of Thrones. Actually, if you we're are little, moving, you probably, that's a good thing. moving gift is like, because honestly, we got the whole product range of Carbona and everything that they make and Carbana, and it's amazing. Like, that would be fun, these little vials to give someone. Vials? Oh my God, no, they're vials. there. They're little vials. They're little, they're little like liquid things. That vial is like, that's where you keep your poison. Maybe. Again, what gets out poison? <laughs> like, I'm sure they have a stain devil for that. All right, back to... Wait, well, we have one more sponsor to tell you about. Yes, we do. We have Ana Luisa Jewelry. What is Ana Luisa Jewelry? They're a company that brings exceptional jewelry into the life of every woman, one collection at a time. You guys, these are high fashion jewelry. These people have spent years designing some of the most coveted brands, but they're going to offer the same high quality directly to you. And here is why we like them without the high price markup. Yeah, basically big brands charge 10 times the cost of production and Ana Luisa eliminates any kind of retail markup because they're an online company. They keep the prices fair and accessible as possible. And like I just talking about it, you can basically get, um, you know, solid gold, um, jewelry i'm talking like under a hundred dollars like i got the most darling gold hoops that are recyclable like they're not it's not cheap breakable jewelry it's rarely recycled it's a huge waste for the environment dude explain the explain the environmental thing because that i thought was kind of amazing this is kind of weird it takes 20 tons of mining of the earth to produce a single ring of gold right so think about like how many dump trucks that is what how many a dump truck holds i don't even know two tons i can't so, believe you call yourself a podcaster and you don't know the cubic um capacity of a dump truck graham you're right you're who right, gave you I the right to advertise that. jewelry that's why brands refuse to tell where their gold comes from although we should start asking more brands where their gold comes from but Ana Luisa uses 100 percent recycled gold in their products so i got these darling 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 gold hoops i'm like a classic jewelry person i'm very like, standard with my jewelry and if i just need like if i needed cute studs or cute kind of delicate necklaces but i chose to get um these like just very very pretty elegant classy gold hoops and i got them and so they're real um i need them for my ears too like i need the the 100 gold um backings otherwise i get ear infections so um and I you know i'm just gonna i've been it. sometimes i mean to but i will tell you that you do look beautiful in gold oh thank you that and is you my guys, color you're right silver's not if you're like me, who is almost 40, I've kind of hit this point in my life where I just don't want cheap disposable stuff anymore. I want to like pay a little more and have a better product. And this, I will tell you, you guys, these are really reasonably priced and they come from the same jewelers as Tiffany's and Louis Vuitton. So like this is clearly high quality. They even offer a complimentary one-year warranty on every product. So as usual, we've got a gift for you guys, $10 off your purchase. If you use the promo code WELCOMEHOME10, you're going to want to go to their website, which is www.analuisa, which is A N A. L-U-I-S-A dot com. Again, it's Anna Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com backslash welcome home. So Anna Luisa dot com slash welcome home and use the code welcome home 10 for $10 off your purchase. You will love them. So, so it's yeah, that's good. Last time, a deal. Yeah, it's a deal. www.analuisa.com slash welcome home, welcome home 10, $10 off your purchase. You guys enjoy your jewelry. Okay. We're back in business, Graham. Okay. You know what else I was just thinking since you said we just took a short break that Kirsten's eating some Cheetos? Mm-hmm. I find an impact, especially. Nut. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing. Just kidding. It's just I have no food in my house because well, I'm out of town okay. in two days and. Oh, so you're cleaning out. Maybe you just had a confidence <laughs> party. <laughs> I mean, some Cheetos and mint. I'm doing that. That's the best idea I've ever heard. Um, okay. That I came up with. Uh, 
I think it's and a humble. really fun thing. And when humble. we when we travel for summer vacation, I find that all the stuff in the pantry that like sits and sits and sits, if I just pack it in the car with us, we tend to eat it more on vacation. I don't know if it's like out of hunger or whatever, but I pack all the weird stuff that nobody will eat. Like they always go for the A-list stuff, you know? That's not a good idea. Why? To, it's a great idea. We enjoy you're it. Really, you're really advising people to go on vacation and grab the when you're packing truffle mustard and mint jelly that we no, no, no. Never- not the cold stuff the the stuff in the pantry the pantry stuff oh okay i see what you're like, saying so like the i'll pack for example let's say they, my kids don't really like the yogurt covered raisins but somehow when we're on the road they like them a lot more i see do you, are you, know? you yeah they'll choose other things but if i kind of narrow the selection down it's a good time summer travel is a good time to clean out all the sealess <laughs> stuff in your pantry Okay. All right. So here's you a know list. What? I've had to put my husband on. Um, on like, okay. So this is his. Pro- this is the weirdest quirk he has. Uh-huh. So ever since like I've known him, like I guess he had felt this probably in college, where when we'd go on these road trips, you know, and because uh-huh. we've talked about this before, we used to live eight hours away, so we'd always go on these road trips or whatever. Uh-huh. And he always would eat sunflower seeds in the car because he uh-huh. said it kept him awake, which is you know made sense, right? Oh, it's something to do. Okay. Yes, yeah, so like uh-huh. while he's driving, like eating sunflower seeds would keep him awake. Mm-hmm. But um, every time he goes on a road trip, he eats half a bag of sunflower seeds, mm-hmm. brings it home, and then leaves it in the pantry. And he never eats sunflower seeds like in his normal day-to-day life. So I have like five half-eaten bags of sunflower oh, seeds in my so pantry annoying. at all times. So, so no, annoying. I have told him now, I'm like, you are not allowed to buy sunflower seeds on road trips. You have to take your own. So that <laughs> is now like a note I put on the door like two days in advance, like bring sunflower seeds. It's just, it's, they're one, they're expensive. And then right. two, um, like I don't like storing sunflower seeds. Right. What you need to do is empty them all into one Ziploc bag. Mm, that's a good you idea. know and not have the little halvesies that's what i do with like half-eaten bags of goldfish i make them just eat them all well oh, taking hey. a prime real estate in my pantry these gross sunflower seed bags do you know how to remove dents in your carpet that furniture leaves behind oh i saw that wait no i found that article did you find oh man okay so it's your article it's a good article <laughs> <laughs> wait basically put it in context so like if you've had a chair in your apartment for or your rental 20, house yeah, or your house you're on and but although i do this is a neat little hack you put ice cubes on it basically put ice cubes on the dent let the let the ice cubes melt and then it says use a spoon to lift the fibers i'm not really sure what that means maybe run the spoon over it eat it like it's ice cream (laughs) but then again if you're in a rental unit isn't it the landlord's job to replace the carpet (laughs) (laughs) i think there is some sort of like requirement on that but you do want to get your safety deposit back so um i'm just thinking about take lots of pictures i want to know hey can we talk for a minute i want to hear your uh moving stories how many times have you moved oh man it's so many it's not even well let's see didn't we you and i moved every year in college so clearly we got our do you think that's normal pretty normal that college kids are having to move every year Mm -hmm. or was that just a weird quirk we had I actually think college kids are probably moving almost every year. Maybe not like junior and senior. Did we stay in the same place for? No, no we didn't. No, we did. We literally full house. God, I mean, you look back on the things we make children do. Yeah, we move, but and you and I though, we, I mean, we, we make children do like, oh, that really stunk having to move from one place to another at our really nice college where yeah. we have any responsibilities but like learning. Yeah. I don't know, but I felt like you and I were always buying old wood 
furniture. Like we didn't just take the, we didn't take what the school gave us. We always had like our own, I mean, we really were actually moving furniture. No, we were. I mean, it was crummy furniture, but we were moving it. But I just mean like, no, call it, you're, you're in college. Come on. You're in okay. So we did, so we did four years of moving in college. Mm-hmm. If you count all that, then I moved to Asheville for a year. So I moved after a year Then I moved to Boston Michigan for a year. Same, same thing. Yeah. Then I moved to Boston for one year and then I moved to Tuscaloosa for three years. Then I moved to Jacksonville for a year. Then I moved to Washington, D.C. for five years. Then I packed up and moved everything to Birmingham. So I would actually say I'm kind of an expert mover. Right. But then, but that, when was your last move, your Birmingham move? Oh, maybe six and a half years ago. I think I'm done. I think I'm over. You've been in that house. So, right? Yeah. And I mean, we're pretty much here to stay. So, yeah, your life was there. Okay. So, I moved like you. I moved every year in college. And also, don't forget, we did internships in the summer. So, we also like moved to random like apartments. You know, I moved to Atlanta and I moved to New York. Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you know? It wasn't just, just enough to move, you know during the school year we also moved in the summer I did you such a favor I decorated so my grandma let me live in like she had an extra apartment in New York and she let us wait wait that sounds so ridiculous she didn't have an extra apartment in New York she bought the apartment next to hers when it became available because they were going to sell their house and move full-time to the city yeah so it's not (laughs) just like I just keep a place in Manhattan I mean that sounds awful so that's and that's not the case okay whatever it was and it was not large yeah it was a shoebox but before she did it I decorated that for you. I brought in all that furniture. You decorated for me. Do you remember what the art on the wall was, Graham? It was shopping bags from fancy <laughs> places. Yeah, but it was beautiful. That was, you know what? I've set, since seen people do that. That was a cool decor. It was chic, fun. It was we fun. had a chic little apartment. We were like out of a movie. We're one of those books you read. One of those books you read about girls, girls just trying to make city. it in the city. Yeah, in the big city. In the great. big city, which we were home every night at eight. We really were. We're still <laughs> such losers. Um, we had a good time. <laughs> well, you know what? You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd sit home and we'd watch Sex in the City and say, like, look at those girls. Look at those girls having fun in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now here we are at home watching one TV in the city. <laughs> okay, so I moved after college. I moved to Michigan for a year. Mm-hmm. And then I moved because I was, I was a reporter. So I moved around. And um, then I moved to Harrisonburg, Virginia for a year to report. And then I got, oh gosh, I moved home for like three months, got married, moved to upstate New York for like a year and a half, moved back to Phoenix, and then moved back to New York when my husband deployed, moved back. So I just went back and forth from New York to Phoenix like six and months. And those are far moves, Kirsten. I mean, oh, they're totally far moves. And, and like, as I'm saying this, it doesn't sound like that much, but every single time it was like, empty your house, put everything in storage, take everything out and move into the new house. So, and then we lived in a rental house when we first moved back here. Then we mm-hmm. bought our house and then we sold that house, moved to another rental house for a year. Then we bought our house, remodeled it. Then it flooded. So we moved to another rental house. So we moved in with my in-laws and then we moved into our house. Yikes. Yeah. I know you're always on the go. You're- well, no, but I mean, we've been here now for, you know, We've been here for uh, off and on six years because when the house flooded and we had to move in with my in-laws while we finished the remodel, Uh um, that was, you know, off and on for five years. And I only lived with them for like two months, but, but yeah, that was a lot of moving. Oh, and then I used to do really stupid stuff again when we were like, I thought it was funny to label, like to mislabel my boxes. Like, I I don't know why. I So I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, like to like put anvil on one of my boxes, like as if I really owned an anvil <laughs> or, I mean, just so, some ridiculous stuff that I didn't own, like 
I don't even know. But um, I got past that. Oh, well, I will say, you know what? I lied. I have had other people move us. So when our house flooded, <clears throat> that was um, part of the insurance stuff was that they had to come. There was a company, like a remediation company, and uh-huh. they did pack up everything. But at the time, like, it didn't feel luxurious to me. Like, when the Army did it, it felt like, seriously, just remodel this house. Like, it felt like just... It was a bummer. <laughs> okay. We're we not helping any of our sweet listeners. We're not helping them. I think we're entertaining as usual, potentially, but we need to link to this. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have links to all these helpful articles. Because this is legitimately a helpful article. Okay. Um, tell me. It, well, it talks about like wrapping your, I'm looking at the silverware tray, you know, and instead of packing it, they wrapped it tightly with saran wrap. And that's that what, is, okay. Maybe that's why I have such happy feelings about that is because things like that, that you didn't have to, um, you didn't have to like pack up. Like, yes. Now that I think about it, we took whole dressers and just closed the dressers and put the saran wrap on them, put it in the truck, brought it to the house, unsaran wrapped it. And right. That, exactly. That's genius. That was like, a huge I don't think time I've saver. done that. Yes. 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 As um, opposed to like unpacking all the clothes and putting them in a box and then, yeah, no, no, no. That was, that's okay. That's why I have such warm feelings towards that saran wrap. Yeah. But like fill up your pots and pans with spice containers, dish towels, and other kitchen items to save space. Um, you know, that's a good one. Yeah. If you're in your refrigerator, wrap your, okay, keep your, um, hmm. Snap a picture of the back of your TV and other electronic devices. That way you know exactly which wires go where when you're setting up the new place. Like that's, oh, that's a smart idea. Also, that, that's one of those things too that like, that like, I just, you, that's part of the cost of moving in my mind, especially mm-hmm. like now with, I mean, now, you know, of course everybody now has flat screen TVs. It's not like anyone has a tube TV anymore, but, um, or maybe mm-hmm. an extra can opener, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, like that's one of those things where I, I consider that a moving expense is like you have to have one of those companies come and like hang all your TVs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that. Yeah. I like, well, we didn't ever, I don't think I've really moved since the world of flat TVs. Maybe I have um, string electronic wires through paper towel rolls to avoid tangled messes. That's pretty sharp. That's probably good just for like general storage. Yeah. That's actually pretty smart. Like if you did that with your Christmas lights, maybe. Um, I do do that with my Christmas lights. Place jewelry and egg cartons to keep your necklaces from knotting and tangling. But then again, you make a good point. Why don't you just saran wrap your jewelry box? Boom. Yeah. Oh, place a cotton ball in your makeup compacts to keep them from breaking. That's actually probably just a good travel hack. Okay. I'm not, I couldn't follow that one, actually. Like, because it just, like, gives it an extra bit of pressure. Like, if things are slammed down, how many times have you broken your, you know, your eyeshadow or whatever? Every single time I travel. Yeah, so that what they're saying is throw a cotton ball in there, and it'll okay. act as like it'll protect it. I think that's pretty cool. You know what I really want to buy myself? This is a little bit off topic, but I really want to buy myself a very nice makeup bag. I feel like every time I travel, my makeup bag is so gross. Like, is yours like oh, yeah. like yucky? It gets dusty and icky. Yes. Yeah, I, just, I put it in the washing machine though. So I mean, okay, just I throw it in the washing that. machine. Okay. Yeah, just throw it in the washing machine and put it on like the sanitize cycle. It'll come out good as new. Okay. Um, okay. What else? Let's talk about welcoming. Should we talk about the once once the move is complete and you are now in your new home? Oh, I love welcoming people. It's so fun. Can you okay. imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? I like that. Um, yeah, no, I love to if there's new neighbors. Um, and then you can also learn who kind of sucks too. Oh. <laughs> well, like I go out of my way. I'll write a handwritten note. I'll oh, wait, you know what? Actually, talking. I was thinking this. Can I go back to Heidi's question? Can we go back to the impetus for the show? Yeah, sorry, I, Heidi. We really did not do a solid for you on this. <laughs> no, here's my thought on it. It's like, I love a good blunt invitation. Like, I don't know if you guys remember on Instagram a while ago, we posted 
we posted Graham's son's first birthday party invitation. You're really taken with that. You're really I love taken. it. Where no children were invited to the party and it was like, join us to commiserate. No gifts, no kids. No gifts, no kids. Exactly. Join us to commemorate and commiserate. I yeah. mean, amazing. So, but I think, I think that is really the secret to like when she was asking questions about wording and what to do. I think you say like, do not bring gifts because we're in the middle of packing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's have one goodbye because we don't have time. I think people appreciate bluntness. I'm dreaming actually of a party invitation. It's funny you said that. Like I was thinking of this just very basic piece of like scratchy brown paper. Um, and I just want to put on it because I think it's time we threw like a party that just say cocktails, the Smith house, 6 p.m. Be there. Like, you know, just a very, like, kind of almost like you get invited to a secret society top thing, you know, rather than the Smiths are hosting a cocktail party. Please join us as we, you know, mm-hmm. sip and enjoy bubbles, you know, and toast of life. Just very, like, block lettering, cocktails, Casa Smith, and the day. That's it. Yeah. I like less information. Well, except for the one thing I don't like. No, I disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like, yeah, I kind of disagree with you because, like, my first thought is, okay, is this kids or no kids? Is this, what, what's the dress code? Is yeah. there any food? Like, I like a lot of, I like to know what I'm getting into. And I yeah. hate it. I think we talked about this before, but I hate it when they're ambiguous um, dress codes that people like think are cute. Like, oh, you don't like, like the ambiguous? No, I don't like, like, like if I got invited casual? to like if I got invited to Heidi's going away party and it was yeah, like, what, what moving, are you going to wear to Heidi's moving, going away party? Yeah, if it's like moving day best. Like, what does that mean? Like, it's not cute. Don't do it. Like, I don't want to know what, like, you know, cowboy chic. Like, I know. Just tell me, like, I want to know, like, exactly what to wear. You don't know what cowboy chic is? Well, cowboy chic, I was kind of like, okay, I know what cowboy chic is. But I was thinking, like, I don't know. Sometimes you get, like, very infuriating. Like, it's almost like an oxymoron, you know, like, backyard black tie. Yeah. Wait, what is that? Like, like am I going to be the idiot who shows up in the tux or the idiot who shows up in, in like jeans and a t-shirt? Like, like that kind of thing. Like, I'm still, tr- I'm still trying to get my head around moving day best. I'm actually sitting here trying to think what I would wear for moving day best. Right, exactly. And like, I've already wasted more time than I want thinking about this. That's my point. I don't, I, I do not like ambiguous um, dress codes. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you know, something interesting, I'm never one of those people who calls. I never call like the host or hostess and say, what should I wear? Yeah. And, it, and I don't call friends to see what friends are wearing either. I don't know. I feel like I've had so many. You've had so many mishaps. <laughs> I told you about one piece and I went to a murder mystery themed dinner. We were assigned our characters. So we totally went in costumes and it was a black day. It wasn't black day, but it was like cocktail and it was like Christmas cocktail party. And one looks uh-huh. so nice. And I was dressed like a lifeguard and Boots was dressed like a professional soccer player. <laughs> so embarrassing. I was wearing a bikini and a hoodie. I mean, it was terrible. Everyone's like in cocktail dresses. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe I have PTSD for going just completely wrong for parties. Yeah. Okay. okay, here's a good one. If you're moving with a dog, put their food and water bowl in the same room as where you put it in the old place. The more consistent you are with your dog's routine, the less likely they are to be anxious and destroy things. Oh, gosh. That was moving a- with a dog. I love my dog, but I might just not bring him. That sounds so frustrating. <laughs> sounds like something I do not want to have to deal with. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, do you think as we get older, we're getting more, in, what's the word, intractable? 
where we just don't want to, um, like I, I used to always get on my parents being like, come on guys, like just be spontaneous, just do it. Graham, I just said house arrest wouldn't be that bad. Yes. I think I'm definitely getting more (laughs) intraneous or whatever word you just used. (laughs) Well, this was fun. Thanks for chatting. Wait, we haven't done the welcoming. We got to do the welcome real quick. Oh, can I tell my favorite welcome gift though? It's I give people, um, the stamper with their new address on it. I love that. Oh, that's bold. Why? Because like people want to pick out their own stamper. No, they don't. I don't. <laughs> I do. I, that's one still, of- I actually still get a lot of questions because when we send our Christmas cards, mine only says like Graham Smith. <laughs> like it doesn't say the Smith family. <laughs> I've been using it for years, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it's wasteful to replace it if I already have one. That's really funny. Yeah. Well, it was no, a gift. It, it really is. It's not like when we talked about saying that's so funny. It really is. So- Someone gave it, someone gave it to me. And like, I mean, I guess I should only be using it for my personal notes that I write to people, but it has my address. So I'm fine with it. Okay. Um, Well, so there's this great article on what to do when someone moves. Step one, say hello. These are the dumbest lists. Who comes up with these lists? I don't know. I mean, I came up with that one. Do you ever go on, no, do you ever go online, like, to get help with something? Like, if you ever Google, like, how to plan a party, and then you wonder, anyone who needs to Google, like, wow, send your invitations out two to three weeks in advance, you should have your party planning privileges revoked. (laughs) Plan a menu. Plan your menu, right? Buy food and drinks. (laughs) Like, are we doing this for aliens? (laughs) Right. I mean, and that's the funny thing. I think everyone's always expecting some new tip or trick that like is just mind blowing. <laughs> well, we did get that ice cube thing. That was kind of cool. That was it. That was cool. But I mean, man, if I'm moving into an apartment where someone's ice cube the carpet, like, <laughs> the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, Graham, you talk a big game. I do. I do. Let's be honest. You had, you had the shopping bags on the wall. Fancy decor. Yeah, and okay. I am sitting in my son's no, closet. Number two, <laughs> offer to help them unload. Okay, really? Does anyone want you there? No, no don't offer that. Don't offer to help them don't offer, Unless they're elderly. Yeah. Well, they, they've hired movers. Come on. There's no senior citizen. Like, no. Okay, three, set up a play date. That's sweet. I like that. That would be nice. Although I hate It's a nice thing to do. <laughs> Four. You know, when we rented a house this summer, this past summer, the sweet next door neighbor, we were there for like two and a half weeks. She invited us over for a play date. It was the nicest thing anyone had done. And we had a party. She baked a cake. She invited like three other neighborhood people. That is really nice. Yeah, I had that like brief living in Charlottesville for like for like a month. One of our neighbors invited us over for a play date and it was really fun. That's a nice thing to do. It was a very nice thing to do. Um actually got invited on a couple play dates. One of them was at a vineyard. Yeah, you were really cool in Charlottesville. I was cool. I was cool. What if I'm cooler in Charlottesville than I am in Phoenix? Well, you know, that's our family joke. It's like, there's certain cities that I'm funnier in. No way. Why are we taping in those cities? What's the funniest then? I don't know. But every now and then if we're traveling and I'm like telling a lot of good jokes, Harrison will say, you're funny in Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I was really funny in, um, in Pasadena. Yeah, I mean, there's just some places you're just funnier than others. I don't know why. Maybe it's the air, the ambiance. I think it's it's humidity. I think that has a lot to do with my ability to make jokes. Okay, three. Oh, set up a plate I already did, which I'm not going to do. Graham's going to do. Leave a card. Does talking to new people make you nervous? (laughs) Are you at home Googling how to welcome new neighbors? Because it's so socially awkward. (laughs) Let a card make the introduction for you. 
It doesn't wow. have to be intricate. Just let them none know of, you're, excited, excited to get them to know. you're excited to get to know them more. I mean, not excited enough to actually say hello. <laughs> this is not germane to any of our listeners. The welcome home audience is just, this, this is a head scratcher, Kirsten. Nobody's resonating with this you can stupidity. find this on sociallyawkwardpeople.com. Five, <laughs> stop by with a group. Round oh, up once you like sing a carol when they open the door, don't ever do these things. Who wrote this list? Try, maybe you missed them on moving day, but you've noticed the new family living down the block. Try to organize a time for a group to stop by and say hello. That sounds like um. That sounds like an ambush. That's called an ambush. <laughs> <laughs> There's a military term for that. Never ambush your new neighbors. <laughs> Who? Wrote, what's the source on this, Kirsten? Bring baked goods. That's nice. And they have an Instagram picture of like um, like a fall themed sugar cookie situation. Um, yeah. Stopping by with something sweet isn't just for June Cleaver. That's relevant. Bring over cookies or cake as a way to say welcome to the neighborhood. Be mindful of food allergies. Oh yeah, by the way, FYI, your new neighbor is gluten intolerant, like eighty five percent. Yeah, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Seven, drop off a resource letter. If you're part of a tight knit community, consider putting together a welcome letter to the new neighbors. You could include everything from when is trash day, so the name of everyone's favorite plumber, to where the closest grocery store is, and who's the best babysitter on the block. I mean, yes, but also no one has that list, right? Or do you? Um, no, I don't have that list. I can, oh, but, but I'm a share. I'm a share. I told them when the trash, when the trash day was. Like, yeah. That's not your job. That realtor made a lot of money. They're yeah, good point. Invite them to the neighborhood association. Don't have one. We do. Um, connect through social media. Mm -hmm. Is your neighbor on Nextdoor? Do you guys have Nextdoor? No, what's that? It's kind of like a Facebook, but you have to live in the neighborhood to be on it. Oh, someone put a flyer in our mailbox the other day trying to get us to join that. Yeah, you know, it's actually really good. I mean, it's a little bit like you kind of figure out who the busybodies are. Like the minute there's a helicopter, somebody's like, oh, why girl. was there a helicopter? Why was there a helicopter? Well, we have a street text message. We have like a, we, yeah, we're, we're pretty covered. Oh, here's, here's like a very important thing to say for someone who has a podcast on like whatever this is about, homemaking or whatever. Um, you, <laughs> we gotta, okay, Graham, we should do a mission statement so we can know how to answer that question. Like the um, home at class you wish you'd been offered? Oh, yeah, I think we've already done that, Kirsten. Thank you okay, well then, yeah. So this is really good for the home at class you wish you'd been offered. Do you know what is going on with Uber drivers and, and um, burglars? Have you heard about no. this? No, so what? Uber drivers are picking up families, taking them to the airport, and then they tell their friends who are burglars that oh. you're out of town. Ooh, now that's yeah. interesting. And you never take Ubers, but I take Ubers constantly. That's why I drive myself. There we go. Oh, Get another just... raise on. That's really interesting. Well, I'll tell you, our community actually, we have never seen this before. The police department just sent out a public, like a message to everyone living in Mountain Brook that said, um, we're, we're hoping that you all get these new ring doorbells. Um, and they've never done something like that. They've specifically endorsed a product because they think that having those cameras will allow them to track like the movement and the patterns of, um, you know, potential bad guys. You know what's funny? So I don't have a doorbell because <laughs> I've never had a doorbell, um, which is so weird. People mm -hmm. hate it and people mm -hmm. just constantly stand outside my door like, are you home? Are you home? Mm -hmm. And then they just call me. Um, <laughs> but, but usually it's because I either leave my doors open, mm -hmm. but I really like just, I wanted to have an actual bell. 
and I haven't found the right bell yet, mm-hmm. but that's what I wanted. Like I wanted oh, a like bell, an old school bell, like that people would ring with a rope. You know, it would be cool, Kirsten, even, or that, like or a, tri- Abby. like a triangle. Yeah. That actually well, is we a already very have cool my idea. dinner bell. I love my dinner bell. Um, but yeah, so I liked the idea of being really, really old fashioned, but now I'm actually, since I've held out this long and haven't been able to find my Downton Abbey bell, I think, uh-huh. I think I actually might be doing the ring because it's probably time to get a doorbell. It has been seven years. Mm-hmm. And I think the way people are doing it now are the ones with the cameras. Yeah, well, I think, I think we should wrap this up. Um, and oh, wait, let wait, people- wait, we've got to get to the last tip, Graham. Okay. Oh, wait, no, there's more quick stuff. <laughs> One second. Make a gift basket. Okay. 11. Assist with yard care. Never. Well, give a local gift. That's cool. I love that idea. That is cool. We that actually cool. have a store that sells state-specific items here. So do we. So do we. That's yeah. Cool. That's really cool. Host a welcome party, and that's all. Oh, reconnect in a month. <laughs> this is great. Your neighbors might be initially bombarded with attention when they first move in. Like <laughs> Someone's ambushed them because you advised us to. <laughs> Uh, let me circle back (laughs) unbelievable okay so we're wrapping it up it's been fun thanks everyone for listening we wish you well I want to go on the record Graham and say that I didn't want to do a moving episode because I was worried we wouldn't have anything to talk about and although we've been talking for about an hour I don't think think we might have been right (laughs) I think you might have been right (laughs) welcome home (laughs) 